0: You should get an update right now. I should? Yeah. You should refresh. I'm going go to Facebook. We're live right now, folks. Come on in. Join us here at the table. Too. Scroll yeah, uh, refresh it. Bingo. Beautiful. Awesome. I might want to make sure we're level here too. How do we look right there. You look good.
1: It looks like you're still on the screen somehow. No, I know it's, it's a, okay. little, a little lagged. I'll leave and come back. Perfect, no problem.
0: Alright, guys, we well, come on in. Join us here at the table. We have a special guest here. Joining us, Sam block you can call him Sammy or Sam—he is a sophomore at the Ohio State University. You guys got to pronounce the "the" big-time players here. You have a long list of resume going on right now for you, bud. He's a host of Buzzer Beaters. He's a podcast that's your own. Yes, sir. Love that. He's a broadcaster for Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio. He writes for HoopsCritics.com. It's an NBA site, which we will be diving into on this podcast. He's also an intern at Big Ten Network, Student U, the B- BTN. And then also he's a sports reporter for the Lantern TV. Yep. You can follow this guy on Twitter. That's how I found you. You followed me out of the blue. Uh, is at the block spot, B-L-O-C-K-S-P-O-T.
1: Yep. You have Definitely some, follow me. You have some great
0: tweets. Thank I lo- you. I Thank love you. I love Appreciate your Twitter that. so much. You have, very underrated. He's going to blow up. I promise you will be verified in the next four or five years. I guarantee once you graduate it's going to happen.
1: I hope so. Definitely follow me. Bobby's a big supporter here.
0: Huge supporter. The stuff you were tweeting earlier was with the Colts and I want to say some stuff in college football that got really got me going. I think it was when Ohio State lost to Iowa and they were trying to make their way on the back door to the four seed and you were saying a whole bunch of stuff and I was... Agreeing everything with you, unfortunately, did not work out that way. Yeah,
1: for sure. Once once they lost to Iowa, everyone was like, the season's over. And I had a strange feeling that if they won out, they were going to make the playoff. And I think the committee screwed us over, clearly. SEC committee. Yeah, absolutely. I think Ohio State should have made the playoff, and that tweet really would have been something. So you are from Jersey. Yes, sir. What part? I'm from, like, north-central Jersey. Springfield, New Jersey. Little small town. Now, the state is really small. Yes, sir. The Garden State. Yep. Is it green? Nah,
0: no, nope, not green, just, just a name. So it's a fake name. But you're a big Boston fan, not New
1: York. Well, I like the Mets in baseball, okay. but my dad grew up loving the Celtics and Bruins, so those are my two Boston teams for sure. You got the Boston accent right there coming out of you.
0: <laughs> All right, so we're going to dive into that, but one second before we do, guys, go check out our website, seatatthet.com. That's seatatthetea.com. Ethan Graham is posting an article to cover up Taiwan Claxton, a wrestler for Ohio University who just turned professional in tour in the past six months. He had the knockout pretty much of the year, flying knee out of nowhere, and then he won this past weekend. Uh, check out the article. Ethan Graham, who's been on the podcast many times when I was back down at Ohio University. And it's good stuff. Uh, hopefully we'll have the knockout video for the past two fights in this video or in this article, excuse me. I also want to give a shout-out to Bronies Bar and Grill down in Athens, Ohio. They just signed on to be a sponsor here at the seat of the T. once again. We're going to try to get down there to a podcast. I've got Max McDoolin running the ship down there right now, so a huge shout-out to Max, doing a great job. For this podcast with Sam, we're going to dive into all-college basketball and NBA, and we might slip in some MLB to uh, to end the show with. We'll see how things are going here. Sounds good. Let's let's get started. Let's dive into the NBA right now we've got to go back a couple weeks the Cleveland Cavaliers a lot of fans here love the Cavs now I don't know how many LeBron fans are out in Jersey but LeBron was in a funk his team that he assembled coming into this year which everyone's saying is this last year in Cleveland he had every member pretty much handpicked that he wanted including the, the coach Mr. Mr. Lil now the team did not work out the way he wanted to he had Dwayne Wade back from Miami the brothers with PB&J were back They weren't getting wins. They Derrick Rose, too old, nothing's working out. They absolutely had a yard sale of folks. Changed up the team, probably the most trades in one day for a single team in history. It was crazy. Literally had a whole new roster coming into the next day. Um, What's your opinion on the Cleveland Cavaliers
1: before now? I feel like the Cavaliers going into the season, clearly the favorites to win the East just because they have LeBron. They've done it for so many years, but... Once the season started going, it was like, all right, Celtics are red hot, Toronto's doing well, and the Cavs, they started off okay. When Isaiah came back, they started playing well again, but then they just started collapsing. Isaiah Thomas, great on Boston, not fitting well with LeBron James. They both liked the ball in their hands. It was not working well at all. And like you said, they had those old guys. J.R. Smith wasn't playing well. Tristan Thompson wasn't playing well. Iman Shumpert, Derrick Rose, the list goes on and on. I think they had to break it up. I do not necessarily think they are better talent-wise now, but I think Jordan Clarkson, Rodney Hood, all those guys coming in, their young, fresh legs, it's just a change. Like, when teams make coaching changes, it's not always because their last coach was terrible and their new coach is great. It's just a change. And sometimes when changes happen... It really can help a team, especially a guy like LeBron James, who they want to keep him in Cleveland. Yes, yes. They had to do something yes. or he was gone.
0: And funny you talk about coaching change. They, same thing happened with Ohio State. They were not good at all last year. You put a new head coach in, and then look what's going on right now in Columbus. I mean,
1: that's a perfect example because that Mata is a Hall of Fame college basketball coach, in my opinion. Yes. But it just it wasn't working anymore. So now they bring in this new guy, Chris Holtman from Butler. Yeah. Good program always winning, yeah. and look what he's doing now. I mean, it's just, it's just a culture shock. It is, it's a yep. culture change. It's incredible. You
0: look at the players in the NBA, too. If you come into the season, pretty much the last eight years, you've known that there's three or four teams that have a legit shot of winning an NBA championship. All of the teams are close, or they're tanking, regrouping, whatever you want to call it, that can't get, get over the hump. Well, when you have LeBron James, that's the X factor. He is the best player on the court at all times, no matter what. Yeah, you might have Golden State with a load of players, but no matter where LeBron is, he'll be the best player. Now, you're getting all these players, these new kids coming into Cleveland now after the trade deadline, that were on teams that weren't so good. LA, Denver. I mean, these these places were not winning ball clubs, and you put them with LeBron James, Oh, we have
1: a winning record right now. And it's a whole new team. Yeah, sure. Let's play. Let's right. play together. Right. That's a good point. And I do want to caution people, though. Like you were saying, you're making great points here. The Lakers, Kings, George Hill came from the Kings, kings and, you know, Jordan Clarkson and uh, Larry Nance Jr. came from the Lakers. They're coming over and they have not won before. No. I mean, George Hill's had some success in his past, but right now not winning. The Lakers not winning. Yeah, they're going to come in. They're playing with LeBron James now. They're one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, they're going to start playing well, shooting threes, lights out. But I caution people, when it starts getting into important games, when it starts getting into maybe Eastern Conference final games, can you really count on Jordan Clarkson to put up 20 points? I don't think so. It's, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's going to be a question when it comes time to answer it. Right now they're riding the high streak. They haven't lost they what 2 or 3 and 0 oh right now Correct. after the trade deadline they just had a nice long all-star break where only LeBron James was the the only player to play in the game the well-rested Kevin Love was there he's still resting his hand these guys to be ready to go i mean they're they are so exci- i mean nance was in the all-star game but i mean he's not a contributing factor but he will be for Cleveland right he's right. got to, it, it before he be, if he was playing for the Lakers he'd be like okay cool this is the last great thing of the season before. We just do nothing the rest of the year. Correct. Now he's got to get ready and get mentally focused. Okay, we're playing meaningful games in March. We've got to playoff basketball in April, May, and hopefully playing towards June.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think Cleveland needs to stay focused, and I do not think that will be a problem because you have the king, LeBron James, and it's hard not to stay focused when he's your leader. I think it was a huge spark for a guy like J.R. Smith. He's thinking to himself, I've been to the finals however many straight years. Yeah, we could easily get back. And he was really struggling. But now these young guys are coming in. And now, before you know it, he's shooting the lights out of the ball. I think that's really good. I think Tristan Thompson, another guy that Cleveland fans seem to hate. I hear it all the time at Ohio State. Tristan Thompson garbage. I disagree. I think he's a very, very, very solid player in his role. Big-time rebounder, can block shots. He's an energy big, and he, you know, he's important. Without Kevin Love, they need a guy to rebound.
0: Well, Kevin Love, in my opinion, is the whole X factor on the team. If he plays well, the team wins. If he doesn't, the team usually hits a funk, and they blame it on Kevin Love for not doing well. Tristan Thompson, again, folks are watching this the first time, I am not a Cleveland fan at all. All my fans out there, they know I hate LeBron James. He's just not a likable guy, in my opinion. But if you look at it, Tristan Thompson, he's got two things going wrong for him. One, he's got the Kardashian curse. You cannot, date, you cannot date any of the Kardashian It's terrible. Curse. It's horrible luck. Second off, you can't get out rebound by Steph Curry in, in the championship series. In my opinion, you're 7 foot tall. You're getting paid $80 million to rebound the ball and dish it out to LeBron or right. Kyrie at the time. And you can't even rebound the ball. I mean, it's, it blows my mind to be that gifted in a certain area and can't get the job done. So, we'll see if he can step his game up this year the rest of the year, excuse me, but looking at the rest of the East, because right now the West is pretty much set with Houston, Golden State, and maybe OKC, if they can find their groove. Right, right. Those are the three dominant teams
1: out there. Especially now with Kawhi Leonard saying he may not play the rest of the year. Now San Antonio, um, just to bring it up real quick, I think they're pretty much toasted. I think they're done. I, I mean, clearly they're still a good team, but without Kawhi Leonard, there's no way they're winning the West, and... I think Kawhi Leonard may be out the door because I don't know why he wouldn't play.
0: Well, if he, if he sits out the rest of the year and somehow he can manage to get LeBron down there. Now that would be something Playing else. the best player of our lifetime, playing with the best coach ever. Correct. It's a different story. One of my buddies down in New Orleans, Scott Horvitz, saying LeBron to Nola. We'll see if that even is even a case. And you got Anthony Davis.
1: Boogie, but it's not really working down there either for them. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, New Orleans, they were 26-21 and when Boogie went out. And they were, you know, that sounds pretty average, but they were starting to put together some wins. I don't think they would have done anything big in the West, but they definitely could have made some noise. They just have such a terrible bench. You know, they have Ray John Rondo, who's very good in the playoffs. He almost beat the Celtics single-handedly last year. He's a very good postseason player. Boogie and Davis are unstoppable, but the rest of their roster is complete trash, it's really sad. They need to get another guy.
0: It's weird because looking the last year when they finally got Boogie from Sacramento, they were fighting for that eight seed, and right now they're still sitting the eight seed. It's just it's frustrating yeah. with all the talent they got, but nothing's working out for them. Right, there's only a couple of places you can see LeBron going, but but staying here in the East. Okay, it's a three-headed monster right now as well. For sure, we have Cleveland back. In the groove. Are they the best team, or is Toronto finally rising up to the occasion with Drake as their ambassador? Yeah. Or is your team, the Boston Celtics, going to find its groove
1: and stay in its groove with Kyrie? Can they do it? So I think Cleveland is going to definitely be the favorite moving forward just because they have LeBron and they have this new spark. I think Toronto, for the first year in a couple, is actually legitimately you know, a contender. They could definitely win the Eastern Conference. And I think the Celtics, you know, they struggled the past couple weeks. A big reason why is because Marcus Smart was out. By far their best defender, can really guard any position. Even though he's a guard, he could easily guard the center position. He just boxes out real well. When he comes back, which he is coming back Friday night in their first game after the All-Star break, it's really going to be a very impactful thing. I think they're going to start getting back to their winning ways. I think it's a... Two-team race for the one spot because Cleveland's still six games They're back. They're so far back. They're right. six and a half. Right it's now. a They've
0: lot. Four. I mean, if they get the one seed good for them, I think it's be the same thing last year with Boston taking the one seed. But if, if Cleveland drops to the three, if stays at the three, three seed, that means they got to go to Toronto.
1: Right. And that's interesting because Toronto's a really tough place to play. They're, I mean,
0: oh, they get loud. They're, oh, they're yeah. fan they call it, what do they call it? The Jurassic
1: Park? Yeah, I mean they say we the North. And like the North. they they take pride in being the only team yes, up there. Yes. So that's a tough place to play. I'd still lean Cleveland in that series, but I could easily see that going six, seven games. If Toronto keeps it up the way they've won seven
0: in a row, they're nine
1: and one the last
0: ten games going into the break. Boston fell off a little bit. They lost three They still have a a four-and-a-half game lead over Cleveland. This last couple months will be interesting.
1: Yeah, it should definitely be interesting. And one team I want to say, actually two to look out for. Two to look out for. We look Okay, so Washington is dangerous because I watched them in the playoffs last year. You like Wall. I mean, John Wall's a great player, and when he comes back healthy, maybe towards playoff time, they're going to be dangerous. I would not want to play them because Bradley is having an all-star caliber year. John Wall, clearly one of the better point guards in the league. And I I wouldn't say Washington is a threat to win at all by any means, but they're definitely scary. Like, they could definitely pull an upset over any of those top three teams that you named. Another team to watch out for on a little bit of the lesser end is Milwaukee. The Milwaukee Bucks, very dangerous. I thought they were very overrated going into the year, and I was kind of proved right because they were struggling so much, but now all of a sudden, after they got rid of Jason Kidd... They had no new coach right there, new blood. Exactly, we're talking about culture change. All of a sudden, Milwaukee's picking it up. They're really hot. Like, I think they could upset one of those top teams as well.
0: Well, they got, they got the Greek freak. Yes. And that's also the new X factor once LeBron starts heading down his... I mean, you can only stay up for so long. Correct. I mean, you have yeah. to hit what Kobe did and Michael did. You hit a spot where you start declining. Right. Giannis, in my opinion, is the next great player.
1: Yeah. Um, it depends when LeBron starts yes, declining. That's a, pro- that's a I question. think K- KD is still young enough to maybe take over that reign as best player. But I agree with you. Like, maybe six years down the line, Giannis. It's, 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 oh, yeah. yeah,
0: it's going to be a couple years for sure. But in my opinion, I, I picked it a couple podcasts ago. Begin the season of the NBA. I said LeBron James will be back. It's going to be part four of the NBA Finals. Okay. Whether Golden State can get out of the West, but I still think Cleveland will run through the East. I don't think okay. anyone in the East has a as a, a a legitimate shot at beating him right now with the new team. Okay. And then Hayward going down night one. Right. Really, tragic. really hurt. Yeah. Tra- I mean, absolutely tragic to hurt Boston like that. But again, we still have a whole month and a half left of regular season of basketball. Now. What do we have next on the agenda? Yeah, man. I mean, we could go into college basketball for sure, Oklahoma. Well, well first off, let's talk. Let's, let's stay in the NBA. Okay. Let's talk about what's going on in Dallas. All right, all right.
1: Dallas. Okay. Tough, tough situation.
0: Very tough situation. I have, I don't know if you guys have heard. If you haven't, go to ESPN, go to their NBA tab. You can go check out Rachel Nichols. She breaks it down in the six minute video that this news break from, broke from SI. Talking about, this is a day after Mark Cuban came out with comments saying that they're going to tank the rest of the year. Right. Now, no owner ever says they're going to tank because you will get fined, and Mark Cuban, multi-billionaire, got fined $600,000 a day, which is just a little check for him. Pocket change. Pocket change for him, yes. But, it comes out today, this huge story breaks that there was sexual harassment going on in the Mavericks organization for the past 20 years almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um Adima Usare, right. Tough tough, one, a, tough, tough name one. to say, uh, was a CEO general manager of the Mavericks for the past 18-19 years. Correct. Uh, allegations came out about him corning women in uh elevators. Uh very tough stuff to even listen to Rachel Nichols get into cuz she's a female. She just, right. just hits her at home for sure. Um, it also was talking about how they had another um, host on one of their pre-game TV shows, beat and uh, break one of the, his girlfriend's hands. He pled guilty to that. They kept him on the payroll for the Mavericks, and then ended up uh, he dated another girl in the organization and then beat her up. Right. And they still didn't fire him. Yeah. So a lot of stuff's breaking out on that. What do you I mean, do you think this is the tip of the iceberg? You think more stuff's going to happen to the Mavericks?
1: I think more stuff's going to happen. It's hard. You've seen with you know Penn State couple years ago Michigan State now Louisville today it's it's really hard to just cover something up usually people know about it and in terms of covering up usually they then cover up I think a lot of people in the Mavericks organization probably knew much more than we know right now yeah I think you know you never want to speculate too much but I think Mark Cuban you know he could be in danger of losing his position. I don't think he'll
0: not There's no way you can lose a billionaire like him that has been supporting the team for so long to lose right. his job. Okay. I think he's also come clean after all this and saying it was been his fault the whole time. He should have right. done something better with this. The craziest part of the story though is that Dima Usare, again, if I'm pronouncing it wrong, I do apologize. He left two years ago because he got a better job at Under Armour. Mm-hmm. He didn't even last at that job for two months because. Sexual harassment cases more came out. More allegations came out. Yeah. So it's it, it, it reminds me a lot of Michigan State right now. Mm-hmm. They were covering up their own footsteps, and then the doctor Nassar, Nassar, yeah, Larry Nassar, Larry Nassar got caught with the USA Olympic team, and then it drew back all the lines to Michigan State, and then everything blew up at Michigan State. Right. So. The next couple of weeks is going to be the same thing as what we had for Michigan State. More stuff will come out. More answers will come out. And it's going to be, in my opinion, could be devastating. for them. Yeah, I,
1: I mean, they said in the report that the whole organization was just toxic. The whole environment, a lot of the men in the organization. So that's what I'm saying. You never know. Rick Carlisle, a very well-respected coach. Yes. Like, hopefully he wasn't involved in this in any way. Um, But you never know with this stuff. And it's just weird, like, going, you know... Mark Cuban's a very outspoken guy. Very outspoken. But I will say, something interesting is, like you were saying, he did come out and say he's apologizing and it was his fault. But, you know, maybe he's coming out now because he got caught. That's the only thing. I could see something bad happening to him. We'll I mean, say. that's
0: what most people do when they get caught they right. come out. They've been right. hiding under their shelf for a long yeah. time. Cuban's, like you said, very outspoken. People, when you see him walk down the street, you know him from being outspoken and being on Shark Tank. He's mm-hmm. not just on the Mavericks team, right. you see him from all these other stuff.
1: Right. You want to talk about that tanking thing a little bit? I think Tank, that's start Yo, Okay, that. so, I have no problem with, you know, teams trying to acquire young players. Philadelphia 76ers, right. number know, one team. I right have no problem with tanking if you're acquiring young players, sending veterans away, giving yourself maybe not as, not as good of a chance to win right now, but bettering yourself for the future. But, I do have a serious problem with Mark Cuban saying, out loud, hey, team, you guys should be losing. Like, it's better if you're losing because guys like Dennis Smith Jr., great rookie. Guys like Dwight Powell, good young player. Dirk Nowitzki, been winning his whole career. He's not going to lose on purpose. So, yeah, you could try to change your team a little bit and make your roster more so benefiting winning in the future more so than now, but you shouldn't say out loud, yeah, let's try to lose. That's not. Well, that hurts
0: the game of basketball itself. If If you're a paying fan to go see a game... At home for the Dallas Mavericks, yeah. and you know, oh, we're not going to try to win this game. Right. I'll take my money back.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'll say it's it for the
0: next year, the year after that. We not probably get a, good a move. team. It hurts the organization more than you could think. Yeah, and then going back to the players, these players, all these players come up, and that's all they've done is win, and they want to win, and then you're
1: saying, oh, it's okay to lose. What's that do with their mindset moving forward? Right, exactly. And I just don't like that move at all. And no. it's interesting because, you know, it is probably better to be. Uh, to get a top 5 draft pick versus, you know, just missing out on the playoffs and being middle of the pack every yep. year, but it's still you should try to win. You should try to build a winning culture. For example, the Celtics, the year they got Isaiah Thomas, they were up, they were a rebuilding team. Yep. All of a sudden Isaiah Thomas comes in from the trade from the Suns. He's not trying to lose. He's trying to win yep. right now. Yep. Sure enough, they win, they make the playoffs, they get an 8 seed, and they get blown out in the first round, but that doesn't matter. Going to the postseason is just huge, very huge. valuable experience, especially for young players. Yes, absolutely. Anything else in the NBA? That's good with me, man. All
0: right, we're going to switch topics now to college basketball. If you have any questions, again, this is Sam Block, by the way. got to mention that one more time here. Thank you,
1: thank you. I'm glad so- I'm here.
0: Sophomore from Ohio State, the Ohio State University. That's right. Big Buckeye here. Uh, we're going to talk about college basketball now. We will dive into Ohio State. If you have any questions about any college basketball topic. We'll talk, We'll dive into the Louisville scandal right now. Any questions, let us know. We'll talk about Oklahoma and Trey Young and what's going on with them. And then we will talk about Ohio State. Well, let's talk about right now. Yeah, you guys can message us right here on the Facebook. Yeah, are you looking out for it? Yeah, I'm looking out perfect, for it right now. Perfect. Guys, yeah, not, yeah, we I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the Louisville's championship getting stripped now. Okay. A lot of opinions on this. So we got to rewind this pretty much to a couple months ago. Rick Pitino gets... Bo- booted out of Louisville Yep, for cases of having recruits come in, giving them money, giving them sexual favors, mm-hmm. and then paying them off, big right. time with Adidas. Uh, he gets the boot, and pretty much has been quiet since then. Yeah, And then news breaks yesterday that NCAA has revoked and taken back the 2013 National Championship. Now, that was my freshman year in college. I remember sitting in my dorm room watching Michigan, who I obviously being a giant Buckeye fan here in, in Columbus, I was okay. rooting for them for the Big Ten. Their point guard is Trey, was Trey Burke, right. who grew up in the Columbus City area and okay. North to Northland High School, and I watched him multiple times in high school and was a big fan of Trey Burke. Fortunately, he didn't go to Ohio State. He would have been an absolute baller for them. Right. But they lost by, I think, six points in that championship game. Louisville had the banner raised. The banner is now coming down. The championship is vacated. Do we put Michigan as the
1: national champion? You definitely do not put Michigan as the national champion. I saw Greg Marshall, coach of Wichita State, yep. he came out and said, "Hey, should in a joking fashion, hey, Michigan, should we play for the national championship?
0: Because Ohio State lost to Wichita State, who lost to Louisville, and Louisville beat Michigan in the
1: championship. Right. Yes. but I will say, I actually have a big problem with the NCAA doing what they did. I do not condone what Louisville did at all in their program. But I will an allegation um, scandal you know it was a scandal that should have been talked about. It was not yes. good what they did. I have no problem with firings, no problem with suspensions, no problem with fines. But vacating a national championship does not make any sense to me, because yeah. they were on the floor. Those players fought really hard, blood, sweat and tears. They practiced like crazy, and they earned the championship. They still have rings on their yes. fingers. They still, you know, Christina's got a tattoo tattoo on his shoulder. They won. Nobody could take that away from them. So vacating it, to me, doesn't make any sense. You know, they're penalized in a lot of ways. There's no reason to vacate it because they did win that national championship.
0: So uh, the first question I asked my boys were, like, does Kevin Ware get his broken leg back? Right. We watched his leg get broken in the Final Four. The team won for him. They were, like, holding him up. It was very emotional, saying how much he loved the Louisville fans. And that pretty much hurt his career from me. there on out. He was a highly pro- a talented prospect or recruit coming through high school. He had left and went to was it Georgia, Georgia State. South, Georgia State. Georgia they won, State. They won the game on the buzzer beat a couple years later. Right,
1: he actually played well for Georgia State, but clearly not the same level. It's
0: not the same caliber right. as Louisville. Right. Coming out of the old Big East, now the new ACC, mm-hmm. that team was incredible. So it's like you take that away... What did we watch then? That? Does, that, does it right.
1: matter? I completely agree with you. And I'll say this too. If teams cheat and it causes them an advantage on the floor, for example... Uh, like Steroids? Yes, yeah, steroids. You you can't really... You don't really know what to say for basketball. But if for some reason they made the basket different for their they advantage... Put, yeah. like Windex on Right, like, yeah. The like that then, then you can vacate a championship. But oh, yeah. what Louisville did... First of all, there's no proof that any of the players on that national championship team came there just because of what happened with the, with the sexual favors. Yes. So, guys like Russ Smith, Peyton Siva, Shane Bahan, and Luke Hancock, Kevin Ware, like those, are, those could be great guys, yeah. and they could have had nothing to do with it. You don't take away their championship. Now, clearly, they still know they're champions, so I don't yeah. think it's that big of a deal. But I would just say the NCAA doesn't seem to always put forth fair punishments. Yes. I
0: mean, that's how it always is. I, I was expecting a, uh, a lesser punishment. Yeah, me too. We'll see what they do with Michigan State and how bad their punishment could be. Is it going to be as bad as the SMU when they have the death penalty? Hmm. We're Um, going to see. I mean, we'll see. Time will tell. So let's let's move forward here now to the college basketball world today. Okay. Not four or five years ago. If you look at the top 25 this entire year, it's been rotating. There isn't a team that was like Kentucky in the past where they've been so dominant. We're like, okay, this team's going to be in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Sure, you have a Villanova now or Michigan State as of now that are like, okay, these are the best teams, but they're not head over heels better. They not have multiple losses on their on their, exactly. on their schedule resume. Exactly. It is so open. But if you go back, I guess a couple weeks ago, Oklahoma was the hottest team in college basketball. Have
1: lost five or now six straight, fallen off the map, now they're a bubble team. What is going on? Well, Oklahoma, uh, Trey Young had a quote earlier this year. He decided to go to Oklahoma and not Texas Tech because he wanted a better chance to win. Now, it's a little